so I'm setting the vibe. That's why I have this music playing. See, you missed this last week. So no, I didn't. I, I remember I listened to your thing. I even gave you feedback on it. There was music. So that's how I wanted to kind of start it. Like, I just want to, you know, set the tone a little bit like a masterpiece theater type. Okay. Well, y'all can't see her face, but I can. And it's demoralizing. So that's... <laughs> You did awesome with the mini show last week. There was music. There was. It was just you represented. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, as y'all can tell, E-Money is back in the house. The brain, she's feeling better. She's feeling, I'll say 98%. Still a little bit yes. more to go. I'm back. I'm here. I have energy. Let's do this. Rachel did a great job last week, y'all. So if you missed that episode, it is available on social media. You can go watch it. Um, she got us engaged about influencers and just the different types that exist and what does it mean. Um, so I wasn't here, but she definitely held it down for the both of us. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah. today we are keeping the influencer train moving along. And we opened Pandora's box, y'all, because you thought... There was a lot of information with product influencers. Yeah. Wait until we get into gamers, professional gaming influencers. This is a whole nother track. While we're not going to cover all of them because there actually are 12 types, believe it or not, of influencers. We're covering the, the top tier, so to speak. And yeah. today is the gamer. So first of all, for those that don't know what I mean when I say gamer, what is it? And the definition, yeah, what is it? well, actually, there's a definition, believe it or not. A gamer is a full-time competitive player who is paid to play video games. That's a gamer, y'all. Yeah. So this yeah. is somebody literally that's getting paid to play video games. So for the 80s babies out there, when your parents used to be like, put that game down, right in your brain, you ain't never going to make a job out of it. We got I'm telling you, Rachel, memory lane. You know what I'm saying? There's Gen Ys, Gen Zs. There's a lot of Gens out there that'll tell you that's not true. Actually, there is some pretty good money to be made. So It's kind of like you go to sleep and then you wake up and a whole other industry just kind of <laughs> created itself that now exists and people can make money off of it. What yes. happened? What yes. happened? And in case y'all did not know, the gaming industry is a multi-billion with a B as in boy dollar industry. Yes, so it is. it is a mega industry out there when you're actually looking at the different industries that one could get into to get a number 180 billion dollars mm -hmm. 2018 it was 137.9 billion we're now up to 180 billion so this is not millions this is not hundreds of thousands we're talking billions of dollars is in this industry and we're going to share with you just some of the positions that's out there that you can kind of jump into, some of the influencers that exist, some conventions that are out there. Um, so like she says, we opened the Pandora's box. I was pretty surprised and impressed that people are making a living off of this. And some people can even go into competitions on this as well to make some money. No, stop it. Like yep. legit competition, like... Yes. I'm buying tickets to go see this Mayweather fight, but it's gaming? Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm learning new things, y'all, on I, this I'm too, telling so. you. 
I'm telling you. And these prize pools, crazy. I'm, again, I'm not talking. Some prize pools are like 100000 200000 but it can go upwards to $100 million for these prize pools um, when you join these tournaments. And so we're going to share a little bit of that with you. So I think we've touched on the definition of a, what a, a gaming person is, mm -hmm. um, what that is, what that looks like. Um, what else should we tell them? Well, why don't we talk about the demographics a little bit? So believe it or not, there's actually certain traits and information that you probably want to know about this particular career path. For those that are interested, number one, there is no age limit. So some jobs no, you actually have like not. a minimum age in gaming, there is no age limit. Now, if you are under the age of 18, you need to consult with your parent. This is not something where you just take somebody's credit card and start purchasing some games and training it on your own. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this isn't like a traditional type career. This is actually more of like an entrepreneurial career. It kind of falls into that space. So that's mm -hmm. why there isn't one. Now, an average gamer salary is between 12000 to 60000 a year. So that kind of totals out to about one to 5000 a month. Now, this salary does not include bonuses, sponsorship, whether or not you're streaming live, you playing the game, where actually that mm -hmm. does generate interest. And that's a thing because I actually have mm -hmm. been lurking around out there on my PS4 that I have and looking at different games that are streaming online. And it actually is pretty entertaining um, yep. for those that haven't done it. That also doesn't include prize money. So like you were talking about with anywhere, it could be from 100K mm -hmm. to 100 million. And yep what bases what tier you get so what you're able to get stacked on top of that 12k to 60k is all based on the game you play and the skill level so the game you play there's a lot of them out there counter-strike fortnite league of league of legends uh starcraft 2. so it really depends on which game you're like the subject matter expert of there are other jobs also that are within the industry. So for those of you that are like, mm, I need a little bit more of structure to my situation. I don't know if I want to be a gamer, but what else could I be? You could be a game tester where you actually get hired by like an esports or a gaming uh, game creation company. They make about 40 to 55K. A journalist makes about 32K. A sales or marketing agent, 90K. A social media marketer, 25K. An event manager, uh -huh. 40K. So this is like yep. the average median that I'm given. So of course, depending on the company that you're in, you're with and all of that could vary. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, there's all sorts of roles, right? So you, for me, you would think, okay, how much jobs or positions can exist? But you have tons of companies that are out there. And you've got animators, you've got audio yes. engineers, you've got writers, you've got game designers, yes. um, testers. Rachel and I was talking about that earlier. You've mm -hmm. got game testers. So like, they hire you just to you know, test essentially the quality assurance of the game. Mm -hmm. So there's just so much out there when you touch on this just in the gaming industry, period. Um, I'll just name a few of the top video game companies right so you've got the pokemon company you've mm. got uh zwift play vs mythical games supernatural mm. discord is a popular one with the kids epic games jam, jam city mm. is another one we'll talk about twitch in a, in a in a minute or so um because i do want to talk about there's just some influencers right out there that have 
20 plus million subscribers. Wow. And you're talking about close to like 20 billion views. So we'll talk about Twitch and how that's kind of just blown up overnight. So those are some of the top video game companies. And now here, when we're talking about across the world, you've got the people that we know, right? You've got Sony, you've got Nintendo, you've got Microsoft, mm -hmm. you've got Tencent, um, mentioned Epic Games already. You've got Sega. Sega's still out there yeah. holding it down. That's true. Um, so not only can you play video games, but if video game is just not for you and you're not good at it, some of the roles that Rachel even told you about, you can hop in there and be a developer. You know, if you're not good at playing the game, you can now help create the game. Mm -hmm. So I was just floored by, by this. And to your point, being young and they're telling you, turn off that TV or stop playing video games, it's not good for you. And now it's like there's a whole industry out there where you can be profitable, make a living, take care of your family. Yes. Off of this money. And if you're young, you're just spending money. You're making money hand over fist because it's it's a good profession to get into, especially if it's something that you love to do. Exactly. Like the Little Mermaid, it's a whole new world out there, y'all. But with anything that you do, whether it's entrepreneurial or it's something that's a nine to five, you still have a work environment. You still yep. have a mindset and yep. you still got to put in that work. So next, I'm going to cover some of that. Yeah. Now, first, let's talk about mindset and let's talk about work environment. I'm going to mix the two. You got to be able to work independently. And it is work because you are going to put in some long hours playing these games because you got to be good at it. You got to become the subject matter expert of it. You got to figure out what the coding combinations are and everything to get to like the different levels and and essentially to beat the game and be really mm -hmm. good at it. Right. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of repetitiveness. It's a lot of patience. It's a lot of initially playing and you could get stuck on a level and have to repeat it multiple times over and over again. So this isn't someone that just plays a game to kind of escape the game for a couple of hours and then oh, right. you come back to it. This is not a casual player. This is somebody that's looking at this like I'm putting food on the table. I have mm -hmm. a purpose with this job. I am focused and... I'm, I'm in this. Okay. Also, believe it or not, and I, I didn't realize this until actually coming into research, when it comes to dexterity, reflexes, and decision-making skills, and being able to quick think very quickly on your feet, gamers fall in the top tier of that. Because especially the gamers that go to the different gaming competitions and they're playing on teams, they're not playing solo. You've got to be able to think and react quickly on your, your mental feet, so to speak, because you're not running around and actually physically playing the game. But to right. have like the, the finger dexterity, the re reactiveness, the reaction time to try to, to win the competition or win the game, that's thousands of hours of training. So your mind definitely thinks quicker and fires quicker. You got to be able to work as a team. Because some of these gaming competitions, you're working with anywhere from between five and six players. And the goal is for all of you to win and be able to split this bit, big pot of money. So you definitely have to be able to verbally communicate and work as a team. Focus. Yeah, everything you're saying is it makes absolute sense. Because, I mean, when you're playing a video game, you have to be quick. You have to be fast. It just requires a lot. Like your, your mental focus has to be completely sharp. If you think you're going to come in here and win a game, you'll be sadly mistaken. So to your point, those are definitely skills that are needed um, and need to be sharpened. Exactly. 
And I did not realize this, but when you are talking about work environments that are very high stress, the <laughs> gamer profession is in that realm. And, and again, when you're talking baby boomer, when you're talking 80s baby, you're not thinking at that level because you're talking about people that either were not around when video games were out. The video games were very rudimentary. I mean, we're talking power pad, duck yeah. shoot type games versus today oh, where no we're talking. <laughs> I did. I took it back. I took it back to the <laughs> Nintendo duck shoot game. That was my jam. Okay. Oh my goodness. So then versus now it's very yeah. high stress. So there yeah. actually um, is a thing when, when you're talking about gamers that are becoming more known, they're picking up sponsors, they're gaining leads, they're winning competitions that sometimes um, some of these people are known to have stress breakdowns and mm. get to a point where they have to get in therapy or they have to take breaks like because the, yeah. the mental pressure to, to succeed. I mean, I can only imagine if I'm playing in a game with five other players and there's like a hundred million dollars on the line, that's a lot of pressure. Like you don't want to be yeah. the one to choke. So yeah. you have to have a level of mental toughness. You have to be prepared uh, mentally as well as physically. Um, there is the belief that younger gamers often succeed and excel faster just because of the dexterity piece. And because uh -huh. of the newer generations coming out, they're born into a world of advanced technology, whereas yeah. older generations They've been doing are. this since they were toddlers. Before they could even walk, they have technology, some sort of tech in their hands, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So those are just some of the things that you guys, when you're thinking about getting into this, like many jobs, it looks very good on the outside. The grass looks green, like a beautiful green that you've never seen before. But with anything, there's work that you have to put into it. It's not one of those things where you just wake up overnight and you're a gamer. It just doesn't work yeah. that way. You got to put in nope. the time, the effort, the practice, the focus. So, I mean, it may seem easy, but it's not. And just to name some of the top people, and there's just so many categories. So if we're talking about um, YouTube, because YouTube just kind of came up in this social media era, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of people who are able to upload content into YouTube. So when you're talking about the top people in the YouTube space, mm -hmm. you've got people like PewDiePie, um, Vanoss Gaming, um, Markiplier, Ninja, huh. Jacksepticeye. Um, the list goes on. Then you've also surprisingly have a few females in there. What? that are top gamers oh, cool. as well i know mm. i know you've got ss sniper wolf female mm. she's got 3.1 billion views wow. not only is she a youtube personality but she's also a gamer so and then you've got people that have their own channels and so going back to pewdiepie as one of the top ones he has over 20 billion views to his channel Wow. So here you are on social media and you know and some people know they're trying to get likes on a post and then you've got these personalities out there and they're just knocking out these views. I mean they are just breaking through 1 million, 2 million and they're now in the billion range. And then you've got Twitch. Twitch is another type of um social media outlet where that that's kind of just blown up especially for game mm -hmm. um gamers. And so for female, so we've got three top females that I wanted to kind of highlight. Um Pokimane is one, Loser Fruit and Amoran. Ooh. So, and all all three of those over two million views. 
Wow. So one has 7.4, 2.5. I'm sorry, I said views, followers. Ooh. So the views is a totally different number altogether when you're talking about that. So that's followers. Um, then you've got some YouTube gamers that I want to highlight also. Um, just a couple women. So you've got Little Kelly, uh, Minecraft is mm. pretty big. And then you've got Gaming with Jen. And so I was just impressed that not only is this a space where that's been predominantly um, like taken over by men, but you've also got the ladies kind of flexing their muscles and showing us what they've, what they've got going on. That's true. And then, I like yeah, that. And yeah, I, I was kind of surprised. And then there was just a couple others that I want to name, like overall people that not only are they have high numbers in their channels, mm -hmm. they have high numbers in YouTube, they have high numbers in Twitch. You've got Ninja, Summit 1G, Shroud. So, I mean, it's just these are people that we know. And some of the things that makes them influencers. So going back to when you say, okay, what is a gaming, a gaming influencer or how do you do that? It's people who load up content about maybe tutorials. They show you how to play the game and how to maneuver and how to win it. Um, there's people that create things that's called Let's Play. So it's like it's short little vignettes about a game and they kind of create it. Um, like little horror thing, uh, horror scenes where you're kind of going through a door and then all of a sudden something spooky pops out at you. So you've got people that's gotten kind of famous with this. Then you've got some other personalities that, in addition to them being a gamer, they're either a comedian or a rapper or they're doing something else. But I would mm. say the top two things that seems to be pretty popular that gets a lot of people following them is when it comes to Fortnite and Minecraft. Those are the top two that people are just magnets to. Yeah. Trying to find out what's going on in there. Um, so Those I was surprised. Mine. I was very surprised. Those are mine. I've caught a couple of online streaming sessions. And I will say, if you're someone that has never caught it before and you're like, why would that be exciting watching somebody else play a game? Think about what type of entertainment person you are. If you're the one that's watching the horror movie on in October Halloween, Jason burst through the door, you yelling at the TV, B don't run up the stairs, run out the door. You would, this is something for you, okay? Your tribe is over here when it's not a movie, watching these online gaming sessions. Now, if you're somebody, you can't get through the credits without falling asleep. You the person sitting here confused, asking all the questions, getting everybody else in the movie theater all upset with you. This isn't for you. We'll find something yeah. for you, but this isn't it, okay? But I'm telling my tribe out there, you got to do it. Because I'm that main yeah. one yelling like, girl, go left. Don't go yeah. over there. Like, no, I'm you'd be surprised. It. And it's kind of like, you know how you're at home and you're on the sofa and you're like, oh, I want to watch a movie. Then literally one hour passes by with you just watching trailers and flipping through what movie you want to watch <laughs> as opposed to watching the actual movie. This is like it because you yes. end up watching the first few minutes and then you're like, well, now I got to see if they're going to win. Exactly. That's now I need to know. So it is highly, highly addictive. Um, and then they've got conventions. And so at these conventions, no. you've got a variety of things. So not only do you have the ability to go and uh, join a tournament, um, you have the ability to meet these players. Um, you've got cosplay happening. So this is, you know, you kind of can dress up in the different characters if you want. I want to go. You have an opportunity to meet developers there. I want to do um, it. And some people are able to kickstart stuff there. So there's Kickstarters there, smaller companies that are there. So some of the top conventions, this is just across the world, right? 
you're talking about Gamescom. This is in I've Europe. 370,000 attendees. This is huge. This is the, the biggest one there is, right? I believe it. Brazil has one. Oh. Second close. Tokyo's got one. China's got one. China Digital Entertainment Expo. Hmm. Um, 270 people going there. Um, I mean, there's a, then of course, there's San Diego Comic-Con, right? So 130 oh, yeah. attendees, but that's just as big, too. Mm. So, I mean, you've got these big conventions that happens. And then within some conventions have tournaments and some don't. Um, but then you've got esports, right? So when you're thinking of gaming, again, it runs the gamut. Because then you have regular video games, and then you've got sports. So we can't leave that out. And so you've got E3. So not only do they have a convention, and it's normally about 65,000 attendees there, mm -hmm. but most people enjoy going to this one in particular. It's smaller in attendance, but this is when we find out like top secret details of what's getting ready to be released with certain games mm. and what's coming out soon. So a lot of people tend to gravitate to E3, but Gamescom, if you're in Europe, that's like the one to go to, and definitely San Diego is, is the top one. So now when we're talking about tournaments, one of the most famous tournaments is Dota. Dota is a particular video game, but they are part of the international tournament. Mm. So this year's going to be International 10. And so every year there's a number. So last year was uh, International 9. The pot for last year was $34.3 million Ooh. for this. That's better than playing the lottery. Like what? It's, it's ridiculous. What? Ridiculous. Uh. It's crazy. Then you've got Fortnite. Fortnite also, Fortnite World Cup Finals, mm. $30.4 So you've got people that it's just, it, it's a group thing. You can come in and it's a single player, but I mean, it gets pretty, pretty intense. And again, the pot is just all over the place. You've got different amounts, like 100000 um, and it can go upwards to $2 million, $6 million, like I said, $30 million for for that one. Um, Honor of the Kings is one of the top tournaments that's out there. Mm. You've got League of Legends. You mentioned that earlier. That's mm -hmm. another tournament, $6.4 million that you can make from that one. Um, it's just, it's so many. Call of Duty has one. Mm. I mean, this is just, there's something for everyone, essentially. So you may be into, you know, single player, multiplayer, cosplay, whatever it is. There's a tournament out there that you can definitely flex your muscle and, and show people, hey, you know, I've got some some skills but i would say by far the international um tournament is the biggest one that people tend to gravitate to because that pot is pretty big um, i think we need to, to find one and go i think we need to do like a chris hansen like on scene investigation i i would love to do it i just want to go I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just for the experience, you know? just for experience. So October, they're supposed to be Dota, again, 10th annual. They're supposed to be doing one. It's going to be in Romania. Ooh. So that sounds like a trip, Rachel. I, but it's this I'm month. There. So I mean, <laughs> so anybody that so wants to sponsor us in Romania, we, we are here. You. So they didn't do it in 2020, but they're doing it this year. And the prize for this one is $40 million for this pod. Yes. Um, so anybody so, I mean, that wants to sponsor money. us, I mean, <laughs> we have our passports. We are vaccinated. We We're will ready wear to our go. Masks. We are ready to go. Wheels up. We are. Okay. We are ready to go. We are ready to go. So I mean, this is just a niche that, if you didn't pay attention to it before, pay attention to it because it's definitely something that is booming. It's growing. Billion dollar industry. Lots of roles and positions for you to kind of just jump into and, and do. 
um, regardless of what your interest is. So if you don't want to be a gamer, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but you can be on the business side of it, right? Or the operation side of it. And exactly. it's still just as exciting because you're still close to what's going on. So, Or even the action side of it. Because one position oh, that yeah. I forgot to name, if there's not an official name for the position per se, because it kind of changes depending on uh, what site or what source you're looking at. But each of the characters within the games, because anybody that has even looked at a video game lately, the graphics on it are insane. And the things that the characters are able yeah. to do, the body movements and you're the right. dexterity of the characters seem so real and human-like. Well, in order for them to be able to achieve that, that look and that capability and that range of motion, for the characters that the developers are creating, they actually use stunt people. So for someone yeah. that is not wow. like a stunt person in the movies per se, you could actually be a stunt person for a gaming company wow. where they will use, they will put you in special suits in a green room and then have you work through different moves and different body motions and the suit has sensors all over it that they're then able to capture and then be a part of the game development process. So the, those are positions that involve people as well. So wow. there's something see, for yeah, everybody. That, that would be a great pastime. Mm -hmm. Now, one last Show note. Show up on someone's set. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one last note to keep in mind. The next big thing with gamers is um, physical fitness. Believe it or not, yeah. uh, that actually can be a problem for some people because you're sitting for hours on end and that's not healthy uh -huh. for anybody, whether you work in an office environment or whether you're working in a gaming environment. So uh, it is important to have some uh -huh. sort of regimen and routine, which also uh -huh. includes healthy eating and physical fitness. So this is not like when you watch certain movies and you see the teens sitting there eating all of this junk food and just not being physically fit. Like to be a professional gamer, you do have to keep things like that in mind. Um, and you know what? It makes sense because stamina is important. You don't want to exactly. get tired. You're talking about being up maybe for hours on end. Yeah. So the exactly. last thing you want to do is lose because you can barely keep your eyes open yes. or because your legs fall asleep because you don't have, you have poor circulation, mm -hmm. you know, and like you said, so diet's important being, you know, just physically fit somewhat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, kind of care about just, just your, your wellness. It makes sense. Exactly. You are what you eat. So if you have a mindset of working well independently, also though, being able to work as a team for those that are interested in teamwork, but you're a focused person with great flexibility, dexterity, quick with the mind, uh, and the ability to make decisions quick, fast, and on the fly, then this might be something for you. It gives you a little bit of everything when you're talking about flexibility from a professional perspective. Again, disclaimer, if you're under the age of 18, this is a conversation that you have to have with your parents. Also, because when you're talking about gaming equipment, that's the one thing that we didn't mention just yet, we're talking Xbox, PS4, PS5. We're talking yeah. gaming chairs. We're talking yeah. gaming wheels, attachments, headphones, uh, yeah. internet, and ability to and be laptop, able to live because stream. Because it's not just the, the console, the gaming console. I mean, gaming is huge, too, on an actual computer, on the laptop. These gaming laptops are ridiculously expensive, but you need that because for the graphics. Exactly. That graphics card is just, whew. Exactly. And the bandwidth. Uh, to be able yep. to store 
the yeah. information and the data that you're collecting as you're going through and, and playing oh, and becoming yeah. a subject oh, matter yeah. expert of your game. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, if you're talking equipment alone, that can range anywhere from the low end of just a few hundred dollars to definitely several thousand. So oh, this yeah, is something where you're committed to the cost. This is not something where mom and dad for yeah. Christmas go out and spend like $5,000 in all this equipment yeah. for you to say, mm, yeah. I'm done. Exactly, because a laptop alone could be that cost. Like, no. Exactly. <laughs> By the time you get the camera, the microphone, the headsets, the chair, and everything else, and if you're doing gaming consoles and everything else, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. need a job. This is a commitment. <laughs> now, could you kind of skate around some of the costs by maybe shopping around on sites like eBay, things like that, seeing if you can get things secondhand refurbished? Yeah, you could. But at the end of the day, it's still going to cost for the equipment, mm -hmm. uh, no mm -hmm. matter what route you take, whether you're buying uh, brand new or you're getting something that's new used. Um, holidays are always great because there's always sales and things like that going on where you can kind of capitalize on that. But it is something that you want to think about because this is not something that is for the faint of heart. Very true. Yes. So if you are interested in learning more or if you want us to do an extended episode where we really dive deeper, because again, like we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, this really was Pandora's box. Eunice said several times, man, I'm not quite sure how I want to be able to cut this information down. And she was right, because there really is a lot of it. Let us know. We can turn this into a full episode and we can comb the streets of TikTok and Instagram and see who we can find that, you know, you never know who will be able to get to pop up on an episode. So we're always willing to go in and do a little deeper, some investigative work. But we are here for you. We, we, we will definitely here. do that. Yes, we are lurking for you. I was about to say lurking and twerking. We're not twerking, but, <laughs> but we are lurking these internet streets for you. Oh, <laughs> so definitely follow us on our social media. We'll have everything listed in the show notes. If you're new to podcasts and you're not sure what we mean by show notes, just go to the details of the episode. All the links and everything will be there. And until our next time we meet. We will see you guys later and remember to always think outside the box. Absolutely. Bye.